Hello, welcome to Catherine Lerma's Guide to Laugh. Hi, everyone. Um, so, welcome to the next edition of my podcast. Now, I know a couple of you have said that you've had issues with sound on some of them, so I've made some improvements, and hopefully, this one will be okay. Now, this one is a podcast. Um, it's to do with uh, my life at the small holding. And this is a series of uh, kind of um, sort of stories I've written about events at the farm, um, which uh, hopefully you'll find humorous. And this one is called Why Did I Ever Buy That Horse Lorry? I got a horse trailer in about 2005. And my dad did a lot of research on it, on what I should get, on the towing weights and everything. And we ended up getting, well, I say we ended up getting, he ended up getting a Bates and Ascot trailer, which I have to say I still have, although it's been back to the factory and had lots of different things replaced on it. Um, now, uh, I so no, I have got it back and, and I've used it again, which is great, but I say it's had like two new floors in it and a new ramp and everything. And it's been towed by a variety of different 4x4s, um, both owned by myself. Um, and currently I'm using my parents' one. And it's carried furniture and it also helped us move house from Cheshire to Scotland um, and then back again. <laughs> and it's a great trailer. And I really have no idea why I, at some point during a disastrous horse move, I decided to buy a horse box. Now... Just to clarify, a horse trailer is something that hitches onto a car. A horse box is a lorry um, that is, you have to have a separate kind of, they call plating for it. Um, and it can carry, you can get different weights. Uh, you can get, uh, <coughs> I won't bore you too many of the details, but all sorts of different weights um, up to HGV as well. And I decided because we had um, four horses at that point, well, uh, three and two mini Shetlands, that we needed um, a seven and a half ton truck of which you can drive on a car license, I think, if you're a certain age. Um, and my ex-husband actually had a lot of experience of uh, driving uh, seven and a half ton lorries anyway, so he was quite happy. So we were in the middle of a disastrous house move when I bought it. One property had sold and the purchase of a house we were buying had fallen through. So amidst all this catastrophe, I decided in my infinite wisdom that I needed a horse box. I bought the first one that I looked at, which was a mistake. I took it for a test drive. It had current plates. In hindsight, I should have paid someone to come and look at it before I bought it. And the thing I've learned about horse lorries is they always break down and cost a fortune to fix. They need to be plated every year. They're too big to drive. And I didn't actually like driving it in the end. I was clearly in some sort of delusional crisis when I parted with the cash. But that was maybe it was because I felt a bit sorry for the owner who'd been injured in a riding accident and was in a wheelchair, which isn't a good reason to have bought it either. I bought it anyway, brought it back to the caravan site we were living in. We were moving to another house near air because um, that was further away. So we had a proper, we needed, we would need proper transport to get anywhere anyway. And there was a great entrance. It was double gated. It was quite flat. And there was loads of room to turn a seven and a half lorry around. So that was fine. I was planning to do endurance rides. So we'd need something to stay in anyway. And the house that we were planning, to, then the house that we were planning to buy in air fell through, mainly because the occupants wanted us to sell their house, then not move out and rent the house from us and leave us living in the caravan. Which, yeah, as you can appreciate, made little sense to us either. And then when they said they could move quickly, they came back with an entry date three months later. 
So we ended up buying Little Farm and it was a bit tricky to get a seven and a half ton lorry up the lane to it, let alone in the driveway. And then if it was parked in the driveway, it blocked out all the light to the house <laughs> if you parked it. So you had to have precision reversing skills to reverse it in the drive up to the yard without taking a house wall out. <laughs> and the first time that we used it was when we needed to move the horses from our farrier's field where we were um, where they were staying uh, temporarily while we were sorting our house move out to another me- uh, field um, near to the house we'd just moved from because our um, farrier's wife was not happy about having two homeless people keeping horses on her land as it was her parents' farm. So our old neighbour had kindly sorted out alternative grazing for our horses while we waited for the house sale to go through. Um, and then and we moved. And it was important we got them all quickly um, to their destination as it was about um, probably about 50 minutes drive away, maybe an hour's drive away, um, depending on the traffic. And they're a really tight herd unit and one in particular was a bit stressed. And if horses have been together in a herd, they'll get stressed quite quickly if we move them and they were apart too long. So off Brian and I, off my ex-husband and I went in in our horse lorry with the big warm blood and the too many Shetland ponies. And say it was a 40-minute drive. Um, well, I say depending on traffic, that's the best best um, estimate. And we got them to the paddock where we unloaded them okay. We put the Shetlands in their special fenced-off paddock um, because it was, uh, I think it was about a 10-acre field and it was too much grass for them, um, which we'd electrified to stop them getting out. And then we headed off in the lorry and we got as far as B&Q in Renfrew about 20 minutes into the journey before realising something was seriously wrong with the horse lorry. And we parked it in the B&Q car park. And then my hus- ex-husband's dad then came to pick us up and took us back in his car to their house. Which, Because actually, as luck would have it, um, the B&Q was very close to where they lived. And then I drove to the farrier's house after picking up my car um, going via the caravan site to pick up the 4x4, then had to unload the horse trailer, which um, I actually had full of furniture, um, which took probably... (laughs) I had to unload the entire content onto my various yard. You can imagine the horror on his wife's face now, can't you? Um, Because it was filled to the roof with our belongings. And the two horses that were left were (laughs) were a bit stressed. And I can only dread to think what the warm blood and the too many Shetlands was doing because he was always very vocal. Um, the field was in a bit of a village, so I'm sure everyone could probably hear him. So after about three hours of mo- uh, after moving the first load, bearing in mind the aim was to get the other lot there as quickly as possible, we were on our way with a second load, two horses. When we got to the field, there was limited space to unload off via the front ramp of the trailer as I could hear the other horse screaming when we put the back ramp down from the field. So I unloaded the first cob off the back. This was a mistake because the young horse then left the young horse in first and then he tried to panic and tried to turn around into the trailer, in the trailer, which was could have been potentially disastrous. So I then had to put the ramp up very quickly, drive forward at speed off parking in the centre of the road so we could put the front ramp down and I was just hoping that a bus wouldn't come past at that moment as we were now blocking the road. My ex-husband then led the old cob to the front so we, the young horse could see him and fortunately he managed to turn himself round again 
<laughs> and we got him off the trailer and into the field where the three of them were reunited and cantered off happily. I then dropped my ex-husband at B&Q and he spent the rest of his birthday complaining heavily about missing a football match, waiting for the recovery vehicle to tow him to a lorry garage to get it fixed. I actually can't remember what it was wrong with it that time and I headed back to repack the horse trailer. When we got, when I eventually got to Little Farm, the horse lorry needed plating again and we were horrified to discover that it actually needed yet more work doing to it as the floor was about to fall out. At least that didn't happen when the horses were in it, which it could have been catastrophic. But it is a fault that is common with horse lorries and trailers, which is why the floor has been replaced in my trailer twice and say so it's now got a plastic rot proof floor. After spending about £4,000 on getting the horse lorry fixed, I put it up for sale and only had one call about it, so I had to sell it for a lot less than I was asking for it. The buyer got some guy to come and look at it and said it wasn't worth what we were asking for it. The same guy later, later knocked a lump of plastic out of my trailer panel and told me it was rotted and would need replacing, at which point my parents towed it from Hershire to Cheshire and took it back to the factory, who advised that the panels were rot-proof and there was nothing wrong with them apart from the hole which they suspected had been caused by a hammer. So my dad just filled it with fibreglass filler and it's as good as new. Now we got a call then from the new owners from the horse box the day after we sold it to ask how to open the diesel tank. We'd never locked it, so I had no idea the key wouldn't work. I think they then had to get the lock drilled out. I think it was one of those vehicles which would always have something wrong with it. And the week after I sold it, there was a massive fire in a car park in Liverpool during the international horse sale. And I had about 20 calls about it and probably could have sold it for the price that I wanted from it in the first place. So there were two pieces of life guidance, obviously, from that one. One is if you're buying a second-hand vehicle, always get somebody to check it. And two, never, ever, 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 ever make life-changing decisions or big decisions like that when you are in the middle of um, a life-changing event, such as getting married or a house move, because inevitably you won't have thought it through properly and you'll make the wrong decision. Okay, thanks for listening and catch you next time.